Denver Sports presents the Mile High Football Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome into the Mile High Football Podcast Draft Night. First round excitement, except if you live here in Denver, Colorado. Or is there reason to be excited? So let's talk about the draft because normally this time of year, there's all kinds of hype, all kinds of buzz about the NFL draft here in Colorado because we've given all our draft picks to Seattle in the Russell Wilson deal. Uh, It just doesn't seem that way. Now, I will say this. I'm a little bit concerned about a curse. Yeah, now hear me out. We've seen the curse of the Bambino. We've seen the Billy Coe curse, and we know curses can last 100 years. I don't know what to call this curse, but it may be the curse of Russell Wilson, or maybe it's the curse of Let's Ride. Because ever since we've made that trade, things have just spiraled out of control. Think about it. We trade for Russell Wilson. They go with journeyman Geno Smith, where there was a legitimate camp battle between him and the guy we tossed to the curb in Drew Locke. Gino wins it and goes on to play at a Pro Bowl level. Russ comes to Denver and forgets how to play. Okay? I mean, it's just awful. Coach gets fired the whole nine yards. So there's that. All right, now I'm thinking, okay, Seattle, touche, you got us. Now, draft night, we're going to watch Seattle pick a player with our pick. Not good. Not exciting. And then what else happened? Okay, the Rockies went and did a series in uh, Seattle against the Mariners, got swept. All right, there's that. Now the Avalanche are getting beaten by the Kraken, a second-year expansion team. Seattle right now living rent-free in the domes of all Colorado residents. And this could be, hopefully not, but this could be the start of what makes a curse. And we know that curses can last for 100-plus years. So this is a little bit frightening. Denver's got to do something to stem the tide. Now, here's the question about the first round, all joking aside. All right, so we know Seattle's got our pick, I think fifth overall. But with that said, a reason to watch the first round tonight, okay? So there is a reason, the potential of a trade. Last year, during draft night, A.J. Brown who's an all-star wide receiver, gets traded from Tennessee because they don't want to pay the freight. He's traded from Tennessee to Philadelphia, and he represents the NFC and the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl last year in a loss to Kansas City, but had a phenomenal season and was one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that Jalen Hurts just continued to shoot up like a sprocket and, and just incredible, incredible season up to being the highest paid player in the National Football League as a second rounder or a former second rounder. So um, A.J. Brown gets traded. What about the Broncos? What we've seen this offseason under Sean Payton is Sean Payton has evaluated this roster and he's made it known to anybody who is listening that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are tradable commodities. Listen, young player, Jerry Judy. Now remember, the, uh, the fifth-year option has to be signed by May 1st. It hasn't been signed as of yet. So... There is a potential in this first round in which all the draft gurus are saying it's one of the weaker first rounds for receivers. There could be value for Jerry Judy out there on the market. And I would tell you that Sean Payton has done it 
with a cavalcade of guys at the wide receiver position like Marcus Colston, a seventh rounder, uh, Michael Thomas, a second rounder. Now he's drafted some first round guys, but a lot of those guys have not produced the way he would like them to have produced. And Brandon Cooks, I think, uh, oh, there was another kid. I can't remember his name. I think he's still on the Saints roster. But the bottom line is, um, is receiver. I don't know that that has been a, a position of we got to go get first rounders at that position. So maybe there's a chance in the first round tonight that the Broncos make a deal and move Jerry Judy. And I know there's going to be a lot of backlash about a move like that because I've heard so many people, even people on our station like Darren McKee, talk about Jerry Judy being the best player. And let me just educate for a minute. Jerry Judy is not close to the best player on this roster. Now, if you want to make an argument that Jerry Judy is the best athlete on this roster, then I'll give you that. But best player, give me a break. He's not even close. And I know one thing about Sean Payton, and I've had multiple meetings with Sean. I've known Sean for, gosh, over a dozen years, and I've worked for the Saints for Sean Payton uh, as a consultant and all those things. One of the things Sean always talks about is football players. He'll sit there in a meeting and go, hey, tell me about so-and-so. Oh, this football player, man, this is a great football player. Just listen to his press conferences when they decide to have one in Denver. Uh, hey, this football player is a good football player. Like Jerry Judy, to me, is not a good football player. He's an exceptional athlete. And Sean Payton wants good football players. There's a big difference. So that's a tradable commodity. We'll see if it happens. I don't know that it will. But here's what gives me great hope. In... The third round, the Broncos right now have pick 67 and, and 68, and they have five picks throughout the end of the draft. When I go through Sean Payton's history with the Saints, and Mickey Loomis was the general manager at that time, um, I go through that history. Man, there are a cavalcade of really, really good all-pro players that he has gotten in the third through seventh round. Uh, guys like Taron Armstead, who was a third-rounder. A guy like uh, Javari Evans who to me is a potential Hall of Famer in the fourth round. A guy like Jermon Bushrod, who played for a long time in the league and was an all-pro player, uh, he was also a fourth rounder. Uh, a guy like Carl Nix, who was an all-pro, uh, pro bowl player, uh, was drafted by Sean Payton in the fifth round. All offensive linemen that all went on to have unbelievably successful career. Our own offensive line coach, Zach Streep, was a seventh rounder who went on to I think play in a Pro Bowl and and start for the Saints for like 10, 11 years. Uh, seventh rounder on that guy. Uh, a guy like a, a Trey Hendrickson, who was a fourth rounder, who uh, all pro and went on to sign a big contract with Cincinnati. So if you go back through his history, it is littered with guys taken in later rounds like Alvin Kamara and all those guys that went on to become all pro players for the New Orleans Saints. So his ability along with Mickey Loomis. And don't forget that George Payton has had success in Minnesota getting guys later in the draft that be develop into all-pro players like uh, Eric Kendricks and uh, and uh, Anthony Barr, I think, was a second round. Maybe Anthony Barr was a first round. I'm not sure. But um, there are plenty of players that were taken later in drafts that developed into all-pro type players. So I think that gives you uh, great hope. At least it gives me great hope, and I hope it gives you great hope as a Broncos fan to know that the guy leading this franchise right now, Sean Payton, has had unbelievable success later in rounds in the draft. And I do believe they'll get two or three starters, even though they don't pick until pick 67, two or three starters um, on their roster off of this draft. So uh, great reason to be hopeful 
uh, over the course of this draft or the course of the next couple of days. So for uh, for me and everybody involved in the uh, Mile High uh, Mile High Football Podcast, we thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week.